Hello and welcome to the Enrol More Students podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, from Raise the Bar. I'm absolutely passionate about helping children's activity business owners earn more money and build the business of their dreams. So join me as we discuss all the ways that you can help enrol more students into your program today. Well, hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm super excited to have you all. It's been a big fortnight since um, I last released a podcast. We are in New South Wales. We have reopened um, two of our businesses after a hundred and whatever amount of days lockdown that we had. So I've been adjusting back to normal life. I don't know if you're in a similar situation but it's hard. It's a bit scary. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, getting back to this life, getting up in the morning, trying to get ready for kids back to school. And it's been an adjustment, but great to be back in our businesses, super pumped and ready just to get through the rest of the year and start focusing on 2022. Because I feel like as great as it is to be back in A lot of people are just trying to make it through the end of the year and get ready to start afresh next year. Maybe that's just me. I hope it's not just me. I hope that there's other people feeling that way too. But I am super excited to be here again, joined by my lovely husband, Nath. Well, hi, hubby. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm well, I love that you ask how I am when we've just had dinner together I know. anyway. <laughs> I know. But I cooked. I'll, I'll add in as well. Of course you cooked. Yeah. You always cook. He's a good husband. But not only can he cook, he also is amazing at Facebook and Instagram ads. And we thought we would have a chat about that because at this time of the year, we are getting ready to launch campaigns to prepare for our enrollment for next year. Yes, now in October, we're getting everything we need ready. We're starting to generate leads. Uh, We're starting to build audiences, um, start lists for our um, VIP enrollment that usually starts in November and we're getting everything ready. So we thought it was the perfect time to chat social ads. So you're obsessed with social ads? Absolutely, because I am a, a numbers nerd, as I'm sure I spoke about last time because um, <laughs> we did talk about finances last time. Um, and look, the, the Facebook and Instagram ads, when I say Facebook ads um, in this podcast, because I know I will, I do mean Facebook and Instagram ads because they all come from the same platform. Yeah, sure. Um, so the reason that I love the Facebook ads so much is because I'm the maths, numbers, stats nerd um, and I like getting in and being able to um, I guess do a little bit of the analysis on them as well, um, and yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people um, get a bit overwhelmed as we're chatting to more and more business owners, small business owners especially, um, get overwhelmed because when you look at the Facebook ads dashboard and things like that, it is just an absolute overwhelm of numbers. But what I enjoy helping other business owners with is wading through all those numbers, sort of putting our blinkers on a little bit and just being able to pull out. As small business owners, um, we don't need to utilise the absolutely bazillion tools that there are in that and the metrics that are in there. Um, We just need to be able to um, identify the, the small amount of ones that we need and use them to get amazing results for our businesses. Yeah, for sure. But you don't just love them because... You love numbers. Oh, exactly. You love them because they do amazing things for our business. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's it's something that we're, look, in a non-COVID year, it's something that I'm literally spending money on every single day. 
Um, not a day goes by when I don't have some sort of little ad going. Um, a lot of the times it's just what we call an awareness ad, um, just us getting our brand out there and getting it in front of people's eyeballs um, because we know that um, to get a conversion that people often need to see our businesses or our marketing or our branding at least seven times. Um, and so we know that a lot of people are hanging out on social media these days. Um, so we want to be popping up in their feed um, as often as possible. We don't always want to be um, yeah, smacking them in the face and going uh, the right hook as such and trying always the hard sell. Um, you know, Gary V, who I am a bit of a fanboy of, um, talks about the jab, jab, right hook. So yeah, we want to make sure that we are putting lots of content out there that people are seeing. Yeah, amazing. And you're right, we have Facebook ads running every single day usually. But when we're talking about running every day, we're talking about small amounts of money. Exactly. Sometimes five or ten dollars. Yep, absolutely. Um, and that is for sure the reason we've been able to grow our businesses to such huge amounts and to have so many students in our programs. Yeah, absolutely, because it's it's about consistency. We do have obviously our big campaigns um, where we'll pour a lot of money into a short, sharp burst of you know two weeks, sometimes up to a month, um, but there's always something consistently there every single day. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So we all put lots of content, lots of energy into our socials, but why do we need to spend money? Why do we need to be paying for these Facebook or Instagram ads and um, not just putting the posts up, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that's taken or still is taking a lot of adjustment for a lot of small business owners out there because you know, those of us that have been in business a little while um, know that for such a long time, um, we were getting incredible what we call organic reach on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we'd put these posts up and they'd almost go viral. Like, you know, every sort of second or third post would get out to thousands of people um, if we had a big enough audience and people would just see it. Our business posts would come up in their feed um, and we get incredible free publicity. Um, but we know that that has stopped. And um, instead of there's a lot of people out there that sort of I guess, get a bit annoyed by that and get a bit um, frustrated by it. Um, but I think we need to shift the focus on that and realise how good we actually had it and how good a run it was. We had at our disposable one of the most powerful pieces of software and social connection tools, I guess, um, giving our business an absolute tonne of free attention and marketing for a really long time. Weren't they the days? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what, you know, it was incredible. And, you know, like most things in life, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. It's when you have something as good as that that's getting your business as much um, visibility in your local community, it's, it, it's going to come a time when we've got to pay for it. And we know that that time's now. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg, in the previous life for giving exactly. it to us for free. Because it's funny, I pulled out, um, you know, we had to clean out some cupboards over COVID and I found some of my uh, very first business, we're talking 2001, um, the first time we opened our dance studio, paperwork, including a bill for our local newspaper that was like $600. That was a huge amount of money back then. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's still a significant amount in. of money for an advertising budget for a lot of small businesses. Yeah, and that's how much we used to pay for newspaper ads. And I think um, a lot of people have had these like short memories that they've forgotten and that's what they do, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah, and especially when we used to have those um, old school newspaper campaigns that we used to just throw the money out there, um, the expense went sometimes, you know, 
a month or two months before we even saw the ad. So by the time the ad actually hit the, the newspaper or the radio or whatever we were doing, um, the expense had gone and it was just, we'd almost forgotten about it. Um, and that's why I think sometimes a bit of the, the trepidation from small business owners um, when they're putting Facebook ads out there, it's it's real-time money. It's money that they're, that they're seeing go out every single day. Mm. So I think they're expecting the results um, or being a little bit sort of, uh, overzealous, I guess, or expecting a little bit too much of the results. Yeah, for sure. They just want it smack bang that very yes. second, and yeah, I and can forgetting, see. And forgetting yeah. that in the old days, we never, basically never knew the results of those ads, and we're spending significant amounts of money on them. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, you also work with real estate agents. Um, you know, another thing <laughs> that we do in our life that you help some real estate agents with uh, their Facebook ads. And, you know, they also still do print advertising. Yes. Um, even though probably a lot of children's activity business owners wouldn't do that anymore. And they're now sort of starting to venture into Facebook ads or and Instagram ads as well. And it's that difference between them not knowing where the lead came from when they get that inquiry call on a property, them not knowing where it came from versus on Facebook when they get the message and they know exactly where it came from and how much they spent to get that person to give them a call. Exactly. And sometimes that comes with the, those high expectations as well because we're like out and we know that society is getting more and more um, wanting instant results on everything. Um, and so when we're sometimes not seeing those instant results because we know that we can see them on Facebook, when I um, analyse my campaigns, obviously I know exactly how much it's costing me to get a message in and exactly how much in a small campaign it's costing me to get a um, trial booked in and exactly how much it's costing me to enrol every, every single student that's come from that campaign. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's incredible and it's, um, and it's something that I think lets us and gives us the confidence to keep investing more money in it mm. because we can see the, those results. We can see um, that when we're putting $100 out there, we're getting... 200 or even more $200 plus back from all that investment it's just so easy for us to see and you know we basically always finish every single marketing campaign you know you start off thinking because yeah like any business anything that we invest especially at the moment right we have to watch every single expenditure come out and and we're thinking oh can we afford to spend this $200 or this $500 or this thousand dollars right now and then you get to the end of the campaign and you see how much revenue you've generated from that one campaign you're like we should have spent twice as much every single time. So when you're talking about how much revenue you've generated from the campaign, that's because you know exactly how much every lead cost you. Um, And when we're talking about a lead, that means a message that you got in through Facebook um, and and then you also work out exactly how many of those people come and they trial and then they enrol in the class. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's one of those things, you know, you can go as um, as in-depth or just a basic overview as you like, but it's really important just to um, – and what, what I often talk about with um, local business owners especially is just, yeah, like we said at the start, getting those couple of numbers um, that help give us clarity and help us um, see – how effective our campaign's been and help us see the results. Yeah, amazing. So how much should we be spending? That's like a really big question. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, it's something that we go over every all the time. Um, it's, it's something, you know, anybody that tells you that they have a precise and exact formula for Facebook ads is 
basically having you on, right? <laughs> Facebook ads is all about testing, um, tweaking, and then redoing it. Um, and that's one of those things like what will work for me um, as a dance studio, for example, in my area, won't work for a dance studio on the, in the northern suburbs of Sydney and won't work for a suburb a dance studio that's in Melbourne and things like that. So, you know, whilst there are obviously general overarching sort of ideas um, and how to set up campaigns and things like that, there's so many different moving parts in an ad that, you know, we can have, like I said, big ideas on what we need to do, but it's all about testing, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work and getting better every single time. Awesome. That didn't answer the question. Oh, People want to know how, how much? much do you spend? Exactly. So, like I said, it, it's it's more about the return on investment. And once you, that's why I started talking about testing it, right? <laughs> so that's why it's important to, you know, start off with your first campaign and have a look at what you do. And, you know, what I often recommend to people, and I know it's a big investment for a lot of people, is if they can get up sort of maybe four to $500 on their first campaign so they can do some really good testing and every single time I've done it, they've got good results as well. So once you get that first campaign out there, if you spend only sort of 40 or 50 bucks on a campaign, you're probably not going to get enough data to sort of see whether it's worked or not. But if you're um, willing to invest four to $500, then we can get a really good baseline on what a, um, a an enrollment or a, a conversion from that ad set looks like for your business. So you might spend that first $500 and it might get you, um, I'm just going to use a really easy example, it might get you 10 new students, for example. So you've spent $500 to get 10 new students. So we know for that campaign, it's cost you $50 to enroll a student. And for me, I think that's a pretty amazing number because I know that to $50 to get them in and straight away for a term of my classes, they're spending about $160. So straight away, I've made $110 profit. On top of uniform that they exactly. buy, you know, ticket sales. Plus, we know that people stay for longer than a term usually. Exactly. So it's all about, for me, it's about the return on investment. So I'm really that. happy if I'm spending $50 to get them in the door. I think that's an absolute bargain basement price. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, I think that's you have to know how much that client's worth for you. And that goes back to what we were talking about uh, two podcast episodes ago in our finance one, knowing that student's worth that exactly. you're getting in the door. Exactly. And yeah, for you know, we, we talk about that we know that a student for us um, for a year of classes is worth well over $600. So if I'm getting them in at the start of the year for that, for that $50, that's an incredible return on investment. Awesome. But is $50 actually achievable? Does it usually, Is that something that, you know, for, for us, for example, is it $50 or is it not? That was an example price. Exactly. What is That's a, just an example price. For sure. And then you said it's different for everybody, but like let's give us another example. What does it actually often, more recently, cost us? Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of research on some other campaigns that I've done. Um, for us, it, it does range anywhere from um, $50 up to $100. To get a new um, student in. To get a new student in through a campaign. Um and that's, you know, there's all different kinds of things you can run. You can run campaigns to specifically try and enrol people. Sometimes, for example, we're about to start up a campaign at the moment that's just about collecting names and email addresses for our 2022 information to go out. So that's going to be a little bit different. But because we're about enrolling more students on this podcast, um, whenever I'm running an enrolment campaign, yes, anywhere from... Um, 50 up to about that $90, $100 mark. If you're spending over $100 to get somebody in the door, um, obviously, you know, 
we you know the first time might be a little bit more expensive, but um, hundred dollars is probably the limit you want to be looking at because we know we can test and tweak and get them better to bring those costs down as low as possible. Oh, I love that you gave the actual number because I think that helps people so much is knowing that actual number of how much they should be yes. aiming for. And you might not always hit it for sure, but like as a as a good goal. Yeah, and you've got to be spending money to make money. And that's what I, I always talk about when I'm working um, with our private clients on setting up these ads is that we've got to sort of change the mindset a little bit about um, seeing it as a marketing expense and seeing it more as an investment in our business because we know – you know, expenses are things that we don't see any immediate sort of money back on. But we know that by doing these ad campaigns, um, that it's leading to specific amounts of money. It's really easy to measure. Love it. So a couple of like basic Facebook and Instagram ad, you know, absolute back to basics tips for us, because there might be people uh, that are listening to this podcast that have never really done much with their Facebook ads or just kind of pressed boost post and don't really know what they're doing. If you were to start, you know, setting up a campaign to enroll more students, what type of campaign? I know there's the send message um, conversion campaigns. There's a whole heap in that, in those buttons. Um, And what should we be doing? What's the easiest? The easiest that I always find to set up is the messages campaign or the send messages campaign. The aim of that campaign is to get people to start a conversation with us. So we're confident um, with our amazing admin team that once we start that conversation, um, that we are really efficient and effective in converting that into a trial um, of a student coming into our studio yeah, for a trial class. So that is um, just a really nice and easy sort of stock standard. Um, and I know a lot of people just have sort of generic campaigns that they um, set up, they test and tweak a couple of times. And then once they've got it set up and at a really good level or a level they're happy with, they just switch those campaigns on and off every sort of, you know, every one to two months. So it's just sitting there, the ads are set up, they've got videos that they know work, they've got um, ad copy or ad text that they know works really well. And they just switch it on. They're like, oh, probably need a little bit of an enrollment bump this month or this week. Let's uh, let's switch the ads back on. Oh, awesome. So you can just do that. You can keep them saved in there. You can turn them on and off if, as you like. Um, and when you need them, I guess at good times of the year for you to be taking enrollments. But the send message campaign is the easiest, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just, you know, you don't need to be too, you don't need too many mechanics behind the scenes. You don't need to be setting up. Um, all the, I guess, the more technical aspects of it. It's just setting the ad up with a really simple conversion. We're not confusing our clients at all. It's, you know, click the send message button to chat to us more. Yeah, awesome. I guess the thing with that is, is you actually have to be replying to those messages. You have to manually be replying to those messages and make sure that someone's there to or, or yourself to yeah. help those potential new clients. Because I, I know that sounds silly, but I can't believe how many times people... Um, and we hear from other business owners and I do it as a consumer. I message, you know, I click a send message campaign and you message a business and you just never hear back. It's like crickets. It just went into the wild, wild world. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I think you've, I'm not sure if you talked about it on the podcast, like you, when you were looking at um, gyms earlier this year, mm. there's obviously a company, a local company that just was launching a new gym and they'd obviously spent from what I was seeing, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. They were everywhere, all over my feed. (laughs) So I'm I'm pretty certain they'd probably paid a a third party or paid a consultant to set up a really effective... um, And this was a big chain as well. Yeah, it was a big chain of gyms, a really effective um, Facebook ads campaign. Um, And it obviously got Manda's attention and she sent the messages and 
nothing came back. And I kept sending the yeah. messages. I tried on Facebook and on Instagram and no one ever wrote back to me. Yeah, so you've got to have that system. It doesn't have to be a big fancy system, but you just need to know when somebody messaged me from this um, ad that I'm spending significant money on, what's going to be the next two or three steps to make sure that I'm converting them into a trial in my studio. Yeah, crazy that some people don't even think to do that. Yes. And to get back to yeah. them. That just blows my mind, even and- for a big company. Exactly, and that's the thing about these ads. Like they're they're one part of a, of a bigger system, and yeah, you need to be. They're not just things that yeah. You know, I think sometimes too many people think that it's literally just a matter of getting the ad ready, pressing publish, and just sitting back and the people are walking the door. No, but that that's one part of it, and making sure that you've got the rest of those systems in place. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so back to Facebook ad basics for people that are still kind of new to it. So, you know, they've started a campaign. They've clicked the send message um, as the um, the, the objective. ad objective. That, yeah, That's the, the word. Objective. Yeah, the yep. campaign objective. They already, they've, you know, designed some nice images in Canva. They know what they want to say or they've got a cute photo or a cute video. They then get to the audience part. I feel like this stumps a lot of people. So what should you be including in your audiences? If you have a local children's activity business, what type of things do you think are the best things to include in your audience specifics? I think it's more, when we're starting out, yeah, audiences is honestly something that people pay thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in those big companies. But the the one of the great things about having a, a local business and a children's activity business is that we don't have to get into it that much. And I actually see people making mistakes in getting too in-depth and too um, narrow with their targeting. You know, um, an example I was talking about with a dance studio owner, for example, um, was that they thought they were being good by making their audiences more specific and in their audiences, including people that like things like jazz dancing, tap dancing, uh, Latin dancing and all those sorts of things. So like targeting that as their interest, yeah, is as, that right? as their interest in yeah. But what I've found, is because I've played with all those things as well, is that just keep it broad. Like we're looking for people that are new to our world. Um, and if you've got a children's activity business and you're trying to get quite often parents that um, aren't within your sort of like community, whether that's dance or cheer or gymnastics or things like that, we're not targeting people that are already interested. We're often trying to get people that are new to the world in. So we can just keep it really broad. Making sure that we're targeting people in our local area is is the first thing. Um, I often um, find myself getting ads for local businesses in Queensland, for example, and we're down here in, in south of Sydney in New South Wales. I am not enrolling my daughter in a dance studio in Queensland. Exactly. It's so, a little bit of a drive. So the basics are just making sure that we target people within a um, sort of 10 to 15 kilometre radius of our premises. Um, Obviously a little bit smaller if you're in a metro area, a bit bigger if you're in regional, Um, but making sure you're targeting people in your local area within a specific radius of your business and not worrying about getting too specific in those interests. I use really broad ones. Um, There's a really big group on there called parenting because that means that anybody that has shown interest in any page or group to do with parenting get targeted by your ads. And so I'm pretty comfortable with keeping it nice and broad like that. We don't need to get into it too much. Awesome. So you would include people that live in a certain radius. Yes. You would include uh, something like parenting in the interests. You wouldn't do something like if you're a dance studio, uh, 
interest like a dance for someone that likes jazz dance, for example, exactly. because you don't you want new people, not exactly. If you're a gymnastics, people. if you're a gymnastics business, you wouldn't include people that already like gymnastics because they're probably already at a gym school yeah, somewhere else. Somewhere yeah, like that. so yeah, keeping it nice and broad. Um, with my ads, you know, you can target genders in your Facebook audiences. I specifically target women um, again because. Generally, they're the ones that are making their decisions about their children's dancing. Um, I've tried doing it to men and women before, and I know that um, you, know, you can see all when, like, like I said, I love getting in and looking at all the analytics. Um, men just don't reply to ads, and I can see that by going in. Um, and so I used to spend money on it thinking, try to be more inclusive and try and get all the, But at the end of the day, that just wasn't getting results. Yeah. And, and most people that inquire, it doesn't mean everybody, yeah. but most people that inquire are women. Yeah, and we and you pay when you're doing these sorts of ads, you're paying um, a lot of the time per impression. So you're paying um, essentially for each set of eyeballs that are getting on your ad. So I know that if 95 or 98% of my um, inquiries are coming from women, um, I don't want to be showing it to... 50% of my audience being men because it's just wasting a lot of money on my ads. For sure. So women of a certain radius um, who are parents for perhaps. Yes. Um, do you do a certain age as well? Yeah, generally on mine I found that for our area, um, 24 to 55 is the best age, is the age range that works the best. Yeah, because obviously there's parents outside of that age range, but that's yeah. generally... You know, that's most people. Exactly. We're playing the probabilities and we're playing the numbers here. Of course. Awesome. Because um, also you've got to think that they have to be, have a child that's old enough to exactly. yeah, um, yep. be enrolling in our program as well. And we start yep. at three. So, you know, they need to at least have a three-year-old. Awesome. So that's a pretty basic audience that you generally have. We're doing a message us campaign. So if people are getting started uh, with social ads for the first time you know what's three things that someone could do today to make sure they get started on the right foot absolutely so um the key like an absolute key thing when you're doing anything to do with facebook ads is making sure your facebook pixel is set up oh so there is what's like, a pixel well so like so i always talk about it, you know you know when you're um when you're scrolling through and you've done some looked at a couple of things in your online shopping, you've put um you put a pair of jeans in your cart and you've put a pair of shoes in your cart as well and then It was always the pink high yeah. heels. And then <laughs> yeah, you abandon the cart because You don't think all, I'm funny at all, do you? <laughs> um, no, of course I do. You're incredibly hilarious. Um, and I love you very much. But um but yeah, you you put those things in your cart, then you abandon them um, because the kids come and shout at you or something. And um, next minute you're back in your phone later that day, you're scrolling through Facebook and those exact shoes come up in your feed and then that exact pair of jeans come up oh and then a really nice pair of jeans that like another one that's really nice oh then that top would go really well like that's what the facebook pixel does it allows marketers and we're marketers as local business owners to capture people that have shown an interest in our product um, whether that's going to our website, whether that's visiting our Facebook page, our Instagram page, watching our videos on socials. It allows us to um, find those people and retarget them. Awesome. But we're not reselling them the same pair of jeans. So why is it important that we have a pixel up? Because it means that it's um, it's what we call like a warm audience. Somebody mm. has shown interest in our product uh, or our yep. service. So somebody's shown interest in our studio. They've clicked on one of our Facebook posts, whether that's an organic one or one that we've paid for. They've gone and they've had a bit of a look around our website. Yeah, they've googled us and clicked through to the website. And as soon as they've gone onto our website, 
then we are able to track them and show them our ads if we've got this Facebook yeah, pixel Yeah, amazing. And they can see more of our ads because we know that they're interested. Exactly. That's amazing. So uh, number one tip is make sure your Facebook um, ads pixel is set up. Exactly. You can so, work that out by yeah. Googling it, I it's, imagine. Yeah, amazing, amazing um, help videos. Facebook's got a massive free library of things and they do some great um, instructional videos on making sure you get that set up. If you have a, a website person, um, somebody that takes care of your website for you, um, then they will be able to take care of that for you. Amazing. And if you're having massive problems setting up your Facebook ads pixel and you need a steer in the right direction, uh, definitely drop us a message on Instagram as well um, and we can point you in the right direction. So that's tip number one um, to get started. What is tip number two? Um, tip number two is to, I guess... Yeah, you've got your Facebook pixel set up and then making sure that you are still putting that free content out there. Um, we want our regular engaging content on our Facebook and our Instagram um, because, you know, as pe- you know, when you see an ad um, and we're spending money to get interest in our businesses, um, like I said before, we often need people to see our things um, or our products or our services seven times before they'll make any sort of action. So, you know, and we all do this. When you see an ad for something, you click through onto their socials. Oh, for sure. And you want to, you know, scroll back and see exactly. what the, what they've posted in the last week, see if it's interesting and see if it appeals to you to go, you know, to be interested in their products or their services. Exactly, because you've got, you know, you don't want to click through from an ad and go to an empty Instagram feed because that's probably not going to then capture their attention. If you've got them, um, if your ads are working and you're engaging people, um, then yeah, you need to make sure that you've got that regular content. And what I often do as well um, is our our organic posts. I often use as a bit of a tester. And I was talking about the like our five dollar a day that we're always spending something. Um, what I'll often do is just take a couple of posts from the week before, and I will just spend some money on them as an ad. It's just really it makes it really quick and easy to do. I'm not having to reinvent the wheel. I'm taking a post from the week before that I know has got some great traction, um, has got some great comments and shares, and so I just spend a little bit of money on that um, on that post as an ad. Amazing. So set up your Facebook pixel. Make sure that you've got really good content on your Facebook and Instagram feed always. What's a third getting started basic that you can give us today? So yeah, just we just we touched briefly on those audiences, um, but just trying to set up three really basic audiences or even that no, two really basic audiences is great. Just making sure that you are knowing who you're targeting. The massive, massive benefit of our Facebook and Instagram ads is that we can, we know or we can know who our ads are going in front of um, and know that we're not spend, wasting money, sorry, on our advertising. We talked about our, like our newspaper ads before or radio ads. We know that when we used to run newspaper ads that what, 80%, maybe even 90% of people that were seeing our ads weren't people that were going to be... Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you send them to... The newspaper goes to the grandma who doesn't have children. It goes to um, young people. There's so many, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And it wouldn't just be to, you know, mums that have a specific age ch- um, child, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, like I said, trying to set up, um, starting just with your two basic audiences. We talked about putting uh, what I call a cold audience, which is just literally people that are in a 15-kilometre radius of our studio, their mums, they're aged between 24 and 55, and they have an interest in parenting. Yep. That's just a really easy, really broad, cold audience. 
And then, like I said, if we've got our Facebook pixel set up, that allows me to do another what we call warm audience. And that's people that have been to my website. They've looked at anything on my Facebook page or anything on my Instagram page. Yeah, awesome. And so then you're retargeting them with new ads. So you have like a cold audience and a warm audience. Exactly. So setting up those audiences today, even if you're not ready to start an ad, because you just save them, don't you? And then you can go back and forth to them. Exactly. And it's really important. Like there's, again, amazing um, resources out there. Um, Like the Facebook documentation on setting these things up is just incredible and it's free. Um, Mm. So yeah, so you head out there and just Look at that on how to set up the two basic audiences. But like I said, as local businesses, one of the biggest benefits of these things is that we can keep it simple, okay? If you're if you're out there and you're looking at something, because if you Google setting up Facebook audiences, you're going to get a gazillion things. And then mm. if they're any good, you're going to start getting retargeted from other <laughs> Facebook marketing gurus trying to sell you all these courses and products. But like I said, just make sure we're keeping it simple. Amazing. So three tips of things people can do today are, that's a really good idea just to sort of get them started, to get to sort of have a dip their toe in, see how they like it, get used to it, and then hopefully can start putting some ads up that really help them enroll more students. Exactly. And like I said, it's it's all about testing. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, it's like That's why you like it. It's gambling. Well it's not gambling, <laughs> no, not even close to gambling. But it's <laughs> it's making sure, yeah, you're never gonna I think sometimes as um as business owners the perfectionist in us sort of comes through a bit. Yeah. Um and you know on your first campaign, you're probably not going to have roaring success, success, sorry, and that's okay. But you are going to get some good, like you are going to get positive results without a doubt. Um, and just making sure that you get out there, you you spend some money and try it and then just keep getting better because it will. Like you, you'll get better, you'll start getting better results, more people through the door and it'll just start sort of becoming becoming easy. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and talking about your love of Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I think um, Facebook and Instagram ads are definitely the way of the future if I think they're already here. But And if you're not using them, it's definitely time to start using them now. It is the most efficient, the most cost-effective way to build your business and enroll more students in your program right here, right now. And that's what we ultimately all want for sure. Absolutely. Like I said, get out there um, and just get started. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us on the podcast. I hope you got some great tips today um, on Facebook ads, on Instagram ads. Definitely drop us a message on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of this episode and let us know what else you'd like to hear um, from us because we'd love to be able to give you content that helps you in your business. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and we will see you next time on the podcast. 